it's us again. Did you mess yes. us? I miss. I missed us. I missed us. I don't know if they missed us, but I missed us. I I always miss us. Me too. And this is my favorite time of the week. Yeah, it's always going to go by so fast. And uh, what what time of the week is it? Travis? Uh, I mean, honestly, the time of the week <laughs> is movie review time. It's movie review time, and uh, on this hit podcast called Mean, mean Girls, Girls Interrupted. Interrupted. We're big in Australia. <laughs> so for some reason, uh, which is, it's cold right now over there. So maybe that's all they have to do right now is listen to us. Do you think it's cold or do you think it's like, what, what? it's winter time? Yeah. I, I mean, I get that it's winter, but isn't there winter like an Arizona winter? <laughs> it probably is more like an Arizona winter. Cause I know it's desert. Ari- I know it gets Welcome cold. Welcome to the stage. Arizona winter. Arizona winter. Honestly. Yeah. That's kind of a hot name. That is a hot name. Yeah. You know what I was thinking was also a really cool name? Um, uh, what was it? Uh, peg, uh, peg me more. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very solid. Did you just make that up right now? Uh, No, I've been working on it actually. You're like, you're like, have like a, a notebook where you're like peg, peg something. Whore. No, yeah, it's no, me. Yeah, peg, peg me whore. No, peg me more. Yes, exactly. Then, but like M O O R E, like Demi. Yeah. Not Lovato. Yeah. <laughs> for all of you out there, the only Demi that matters is more. Right. More is we more. You know Demi. what I mean? So, but I think she goes by Demi, not Demi, which is Demi more. Yeah. Demi more. But we're not talking about her today, everyone. It's almost like, it's, yeah, we're not. But we are talking about a movie today. Yeah, we are talking about someone whose name closely resembles Demi Moore, Mia Goth. See how yes. that works? They, yeah, they they rhyme. They, they rhyme <laughs> they all of it. Evoke a similar feeling in they, the brain. They do. Uh, yeah. So, st- so we are talking today about the uh, controversial, the sensation. Of a genre film called in, X. In my in my honest opinion, the underrated. Yeah. Do you think it's underrated? Because I feel very far behind having just watched it yesterday. I also feel far behind only in the sense that I had no clue Pearl was coming out. None. But they filmed um, yeah. it secretly. So you know what's so funny about Pearl? So okay, everybody, we're talking we're about We're gonna X. get we're we'll get into it's it. A, it's a horror film. It's a horror film. Called X. And so spoilers alert. You have your fair warning right now. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, keep listening. (laughs) Definitely keep listening because we are. Listen, Uh, we do love a horror movie here. And you guys don't like them apparently. I mean, people can go suck a dick with, with horror films. And I have lots of thoughts and feelings about this. And I'm glad we're talking about this today. because. Um, yeah, so Pearl is, is like a prequel of this movie X, um, about the, about the, the life and times of this murderous old lady who is young at the time when the movie called Pearl is out. Yeah. So, uh, X stars Mia Goth, um, who, by the way, I don't know what else she's been in. John, she's been (laughs) in all kinds of stuff. She was in, she's been in a a cure for wellness. She loves horror movies. She's been in nymphomaniac. 
Cure for Wellness, Suspiria. Um, she was. Oh, in, she was in Suspiria. She was in Suspiria. She was in. Oh my God, what was the? Um, it was a pretty big. It was a pretty big one. Sorry, it escapes me. Mia Goth has been everywhere, but she's also she flies under, under the, radar. the radar, dude. Yeah, but like I see her, I see her around and like PR stuff, and I'm like, who is that? Cool name, great look for like a model for sure. Uh, she looks like she was meant to live in the 70s. Yeah, like she has very distinct features, and it's just like. Uh, but this was my first time ever, like really seeing her in a like a meaty role. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, it's like. What's strange to me is I watched a cure for wellness in the theaters. That is a whole different. That's a whole different can of worms. I did. Yeah. I hated the ending. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like how that movie developed. No, it actually had a lot it was of very promise, promising. And yeah. then it, dude, it was it was one of I those had expectations for that because so like the trailer I. was so cool. And like, I like Dane DeHaan who plays that actor, uh, person. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Gore Verbinski, I believe, which I am a huge, anybody can tell you. Um, I'm telling I'm, you, I'm a, I'm a very big ring fan. Like the original, the ring, like I know people have qualms with that movie, but Why? I love that movie. I don't at Just, all. Just that one first one, not the whole franchise, but that one that came out with Naomi Watts. I don't I don't understand why people have issues. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know. Well, the thing is, like, I get the vibe whenever I'm like whenever I do meetings and stuff like I sometimes will reference that. And like I get like kind of like a like a blank stare or like I get (laughs) the vibe that they don't like it as much as I do. Well, that's (laughs) on them. It's a great the ring is great. Yeah, Gore Verbinski, and he was coming. I, Mia Goth. Mia Goth. We're talking about Mia she? Goth and X. That's why. Right. Um, but she's great. Um, I think she's. I can think she is fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad that she did this because it's like it shows what she's got, and she's got opinion. a lot. She's got a lot going on. She doesn't have. I like. I love. I appreciate an actor who can take off all their clothes me too because it's getting so hot and she's gonna take her clothes off (laughs) um uh but i think i love it whenever they do that but they're still delivering a really good performance i love that and speaking of i'm gonna segue to britney snow in this movie honestly britney snow is in this movie called x and it's my favorite thing in the entire world john this this movie not that I had a, I didn't have a bad opinion of Britney Snow. I me thought, her, I thought her, she was neither here nor there for me because her, you see her in everything and nothing. Yeah. She pops up in the most random places. Right. But for her to be in this honestly changed my entire perspective of Britney Snow. Someone yeah. who literally ran with this role, knowing full well what it was in advance. Yeah. Knowing she was going to be nude, having a sex scene and at one point wiping cum off her leg. It's off of her back, by the way. Her back. Yes. Her lower back. (laughs) I forgot her lower back. And it's not just like a little bit. No. And then she just nonchalantly throws it on the ground. Listen, this movie is this movie is crazy, too. Um, Yeah. I'm just like, I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's, so get let's get into, into it. it. Let's get let's into get it. Into I'm going to let you go ahead and take this, but I I'm do want to. Uh, well, 
I'm, I'm, you know, let's take this together. Okay. And that should have been a line in this movie. Let's take this together. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> honestly, it should have. I do want to say this before, and I will mention this as we talk about the, uh, about the characters' deaths. Each one, except for two of the people, uh, the main characters, basically the main roles, all of their deaths were foreshadowed. Oh, every single one of their death was foreshadowed. And I thought when they were getting out of the van, when they stop at that um, convenience store the first time, I thought uh-huh. it was in the order they were getting out of the van. But I was very wrong. Oh, you got to expose this to me because I, I was looking. That. I was looking for because all horror movies follow like a, a, a thing. But I was looking, yeah. are they going to make this different? How are they going to make this different? Which I don't mind a horror movie that's that follows the same tropes, but I also like things to be switched. So I was thinking, okay, they're getting out of the van. Is this the order they're going to die in when they first mm. got to the farm? Not the, not the uh, place. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. Correct? No, it does not. But I will tell you when we get to the deaths, how it goes. So, okay, cool. So yes, go just ahead. Interject. But okay. So this is directed by Ty West and I don't know. Written anything. by him as well. Written and directed by Ty and produced. West. And produced. <laughs> he and did it, all of a, it. He did all of the things. He is a, a one man band. And um, I don't know anything else that he's done. And I, I think whatever he's done before this really doesn't even matter at this point. I have career. no clue. Yeah, erase it because this is it. <laughs> like this is. <clears throat> but it's on. <clears throat> excuse me. But um, this is um, it is per, this, this is actually produced and distributed by a 24, which is kind of an unusual situation. Oh, did he not produce this? Um, oh, I mean, like the company at large. Oh, yes, I'm sure yes, he yes. did produce it. But like uh, um, usually A24, yeah. like they acquire and distribute. They don't like it's a, usually a special project of theirs if they if are they, the production company. Gotcha. OK. Um, as well. So anyway, so this has a really great cast. Um, it stars Mia Goth, obviously, as Maxine slash Pearl. Maxine oh, Minx, which, uh, by the way, I love that. That's a great name. It really and, uh, is. Also, Jenna Ortega is in this, and she's, she's sort of in like Scream the, Six. They just wrapped. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But she's also wrapped. in uh, the Wednesday Netflix show. She plays Wednesday. Yes, Adams. Which is weird because she was wearing underwear that said Sunday on it. Oh, that's <laughs> a real missed opportunity there. It really. Should, oh my God! That should have said Wednesday on but it. But that her Sunday underpants actually referenced. I can't remember which movie it was. There's a movie that makes a reference to how there's no. Underwear with uh, um, Sunday written on it because it's the Lord's Day. <laughs> oh, my God. What was it a horror movie? Because this does. I did notice a lot of different horror movie references. They had a visually. psycho reference in there. They had a. They had a. Yep. Yeah, well, they all with they the had, car the, in the fucking yeah, the, water the car in the water. I was going to bring that up to you because they also reference it pretty directly they in their do. conversation whenever they, they're talking about horror movies taking oh, a turn at the midpoint. It's honestly very on the nose. I and that is what I thought to myself when it turns I was like that's that's yeah. super on the nose and I loved it. Right, right. And then they also have I feel like there was definitely a Jennifer's body reference in there where she's swimming in the lake. Did you get that too? Okay, I got that, but I also got like Lake Placid. I got a Lake Placid one too. It freaks me out, John. I hate, I hate water you can't see in. So anytime someone even dips a toe in. That was very tense and scary. John, it was. They made that shit murky. Dude, I I hate (laughs) water you cannot see through. And that's a lake. That's like all lakes. Yep. And I'm not going in them. 
<laughs> no, lakes that are reason. creepy. Lakes have snakes in them. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so anyway, <clears throat> Jenna Ortega killing the game career wise right now. Yeah, um, absolutely. Brittany Snow is uh, Oscar a, a worthy wonder, in this dude. movie. She's a wonder. <laughs> I mean, how she doesn't have an Oscar, I don't know. Like she needs to stop doing pitch perfect movies and just do this. Um. So, Kid Cudi. Yeah, is I was so shocked. Here, right? Yeah, Kid Cudi. So, I was like, okay, good for you. He's been in things before, but this like, is his first no, horror movie, though. Yeah, and I know that he's like a horror fan, and so for him to do like a genre movie of this caliber is like good for you. Like, way to stay plugged in to like catch wind of a project like this. Yeah, right. Um. So yeah, and also. This is also another Ring reference. Martin Henderson is in the original The Ring. Is he the one who plays uh, the hottie? Uh, yeah. The hottie with the body. The hottie with the body. <laughs> yeah. So he, he plays like sort of the, the ringmaster of this whole thing. Like, uh, I, I guess they all work in. Um, yeah, but he's from The Ring. He plays like the, the deadbeat dad who dies in the end. Why do I not remember? I'm going to have to yeah. go back. I was so happy to see him in this movie on he, multiple levels. John, he, oh, right. <laughs> but let me tell you, he really pulled off that 70s hair. He looked like a dirt bag. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was a strip club owner. He, and was he giving, looked like it. He was giving me like Kill Bill. Um, the Yes. Yeah. Um, Madsen. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that actor. Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen in Kill Bill Volume 2. Who was also a strip club person yeah so which yeah. It, was, it was giving me that kind of seedy dirtbag period thing anyway so great fucking great cast like i don't know how they pulled this movie together i was a fantastic up, cast dude yeah they have a very like quiet cute cold open like usually usually in horror films you get like a crazy set piece like standalone horror scare that's very like tense yep. and you experience what they're up against but this is very um chainsaw texas chainsaw massacre in that we open up in the aftermath of something really bloody disgusting has happened here on this day can i tell you john and i was gonna say this when i was watching it one of my favorite things in horror movies is playing the story backwards yes yes i love that as well because i already know what's ha- I, at this point You've already taken the mystery out. I know that everyone's going to die. And now mm-hmm. I want to know how. Exactly. You, you have me in the chair because I'm like, holy shit, this aftermath looks insane. How did it all yeah. play out? Right. And the, uh, it's very quiet. There's very little dialogue. And it's just like the, the sheriff's department arriving at the scene. And I thought this was really great what they did here because you open up on this shot that's like from inside someplace. But it looks like that, like four by whatever framing of yes. an old seventies movie. Yep. And, and, but then you, then it starts to push in and you realize that you're inside of a barn and that's not the framing of the movie, but nope. it's establishing the time period in a very cool way. John, everything in this movie was because it pushes, it pushes, it pushes in. And then it, and then the, obviously the, the ratio is modern. It's widescreen, I, but you also yeah. get the, you get more cop cars just mm-hmm. pushed into the frame. Yep. And you're in a scene. Everything you know in this movie I mean? is so intentional, dude. It's very good. Like Ty West. Like what the like really? Get into it. Okay. Yeah, so which makes me excited for the, Pearl? the prequel Pearl. John, like, 
the I trailer wait i think there's a red band trailer out there which is like yes very bloody oh good <laughs> and she's been murdering people since day one yeah <laughs> so, um so anyway um uh yeah so we arrive on the scene it's a barn farmhouse kind of situation um and yeah there's dead bodies covered up it's a it's a murder scene there's dead bodies everywhere yeah and then we cut to mia goth taking a fucking lot snorting cocaine oh no she baby aspirin her head hurts is it (laughs) (laughs) baby aspirin that's what all the bruises all over her body yeah 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 um so she is in like the dressing room of like what can only be described as um a place where somebody's daughter works. Yes, the place where <laughs> someone's daughter definitely works. <laughs> they're putting themselves through college. Yeah, and they're uh yeah, so she like snorts this cocaine and from the looks of that she was performing the every single time she snorted cocaine in this movie, I was like Oscar-worthy performance. Well, I mean, like, I'm like she's done this before. Oh, John, 1000% yeah i'm like she's not doing this in a hollywood kind of way she's doing this as a i've done this in a bathroom stall kind of a way she's like and I'm kind of professional professional actress she's like i'm dating shia labeouf so i do this constantly <laughs> <laughs> obviously anyway, this is just jokes everyone and these are jokes these are jokes and opinions and mia goth has my respect me as well and so um anyway so she is she we get right away that she wants to be a star that is her thing that is whatever and she is told by um her i guess boss slash future husband yeah (laughs) named wayne he comes in played by uh, martin henderson he's like a man of a certain age and uh and he comes into the dressing room and they're like obviously gonna be filming a porno somewhere she, he's like we gotta go yep and you're gonna be a star because you have the x factor yeah which is probably why this is called x um so uh they hop into a van with a um with a director uh, played by owen campbell whose uh name in this movie is rj yes he is an indie filmmaker with his girlfriend on sound like she holds the boom microphone and they are not porn filmmakers no uh they are regular filmmakers but they rj has a a vision for this uh this porn that they set out to do so uh so yeah we we uh, meet everybody inside of this van on their way to a place but let's not forget the introduction to let's not forget the introduction to britney snow's character of her right rolling out of that strip joint Okay. Oh, right, right. And, and all red, she's rolling out of the strip joint. And right yeah. behind her is this massive mural of an alligator <laughs> that is pulling off a her swimming trunks, if you notice, oh on the wall. Oh, my gosh. That's right. So. Oh, goodness. There's some foreshadowing for you. Oh, I love that. And so, yeah, so they come out of like this. It's during the day, by it the way. Is. So being outside of a. Like a strip, a CDS strip club in the middle of like, so it pans out and they're like, it's a strip club that is in the middle of like a major industrial area (laughs) of Texas. And it's just like, 
it's just like smokestacks and plumes of smoke and pollution. And they are like this little truck stop sort of place. Which is actually <laughs> hilarious because when you pan out, you're like, where the hell is this? <laughs> I mean, it's like so Texas because like they have those places in Texas. They do. Where it's like it's for the truckers. It's for the the workers at these plants and stuff. It's just like so weird and alien, but so great setting overall. Yeah. So. But they are on their way out to uh, film a porno and they have a really high hopes that this is going to be something big, something different that's going to make an impact. And uh, they they have their sights set on this is going to be a good quality porn film. It's going to have story. It's going to have good quality stuff. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so. Um, so Brittany Snow and Kid Cudi are in there and um, they're sort of like weirding out and are also weirded out by um, uh, Jenna Ortega's character, who's sort of like dubbed as Church Mouse. Yep. She seems very modest, prude, kind of was like, why are we even doing this boyfriend? And then the boyfriend's like, I have a vision and we're going to make this really cool. So they stop and get gas. Oh, right. They, we expose the, the title of the porno that they're about to make, which is The Farmer's Daughters. Which, by the way, was a title of a real porn film. Just oh, FYI. was it? Uh-huh. Oh, An old <laughs> porn film. And I have to say, at this point in the movie, they, uh, they have stopped. They've stopped at a gas station. I just, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to cut you no, off, go but for I have it. to Do tell it. you. So they've stopped at the gas station, and I believe, I'm trying to think of which character it is, RJ or um, is it Owen? Is that oh, is Owen played by Kid Cudi? I can't remember the characters um, names. It's no, RJ. Uh, Kid Cudi plays Jackson. Jackson. OK, so it's either Jackson or RJ. One of them drinks some milk. I think they buy a box of milk because remember, they used oh, it. Oh, yeah. There's a missing person on that box. Who, who's the missing person? I'll tell you. Oh, my gosh. No, I'll tell you. <laughs> but there's <laughs> a miss- right there's a missing person on that box. And I will let you know when we get to that point who that missing person is. Interesting. OK, the tension has been raised. Just so you're so, aware. OK, cool. Because I, I noticed that there was like a missing person thing, but that was like pretty commonplace at that time. Well, so actually, in the 70s, this is in 79. They didn't start doing missing persons on boxes until 84. So they have interesting. the date wrong, but I mean, it's you still know what's there. interesting about that. By the way, now that we bring it up, a side note: I was in, uh, I was in school in Texas, um, like what was it, second, third, it was like first or second grade, I believe, and I was in the cafeteria eating lunch, and on the milk cartons they had missing yeah, people. They had kids missing. I remember that. Yeah, which me is crazy too. Yeah, to it's me. nuts, John. That, that so was. <laughs> I'm like at school. Cool. We have um, to drink anyway. our milk while a kid is missing. Right, right. And it's like, like, so the relationship to that is kind of like, uh-huh. weird. anyway. Yeah, so, sorry. We take um, So they, they stop at this uh, gas station and they're getting supplies for their like overnight stay or whatever. And um, we get a, a clue into the world while Mia Goth and um, uh, who's a what's it? Uh, what nickname are we giving uh, this guy? Blue, blue-eyed, blue-eyed daddy. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Let's just get like uh, '70s poppy. Wayne. Okay? Wayne. 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 Yeah, just yeah, Wayne. So we'll just call him Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're inside, and we get a little bit more character development, and also like the the world that they're in, like the 
there is like a preacher, like televangelist, like going hard on the TV that the um, the checkout lady who's very much judging what they're all about. Um, uh, yeah. So it's very churchy and stuff. Which plays it, in it really they, sets the tone. They button that up, by the way. It this really sets the tone. Yeah, the televangelist like pops up here and there, and then did you know? Like, obviously, the oh, reveal yeah. at the end of that was pretty amazing for me. It like doesn't they didn't have to pay it off, but they do. I love and the so, payoff because you hear in the beginning him talking about you hear him talking all throughout, but you hear him talking about a specific person leaving, and then at the end, you're like, "Whoa, full yeah. circle." Yeah, Thank that, you. that's what I that's what I want in my horror films. Like everything that you introduce pays off in some way. Um, so even if it doesn't even matter, it that doesn't. Much, but it matters. It matters to yeah. the story. It's like a little uh, icing, like a little sprinkle, uh, a little cherry on top. All it does is just create more of a character development. Yeah, it and creates a stronger here. character. Even if it's like a throwaway, it's like the it deepens and enriches the story. Yep. So. Um, yeah. So while they're outside uh, filling up with gas, they like decide to do a shot of Kid Cudi putting up the gas and like uh, putting in the gas. And um, uh, Brittany Snow is like, you know, if you film this, if you tilt up from the if you if you tilt the camera up from the uh, the nozzle, it'll look like he's using his cock. And so like and then the director takes that note and loves it. And then Brittany Snow is just like, see, I got ideas, too. I love her name, by the way. What was her name? Bob, is it Bobby? Is it Bobby Lynn? Bobby Lynn, dude. Is my Bobby fa- Lynn. Bobby Lynn is probably one of my favorite <laughs> characters in a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like she is introduced as like this character that like has been doing porn for a long time. She's very experienced. She's larger she's, than life. Yeah, she's a star in her own right. She's just here to have fun. She enjoys every moment, loves, she just loves life, basically. She just and she seems very nice. She does yeah. seem very nice. She seems very nice for now, but like she does eventually reveal to have a little bit, bit of a bitchy side. Yeah, she, but, she could, a little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, uh, they film that and then they get, they get back in with all the supplies and they, they head out. And then they get stopped in this. Also, what I feel is a foreshadowing way. Absolutely. They they have to go around this um, this this big rig truck that has hit a uh, a cow on the road and it is obliterated. Yeah. And it is gory and it is bloody. And I love it. Me too. Like it, it establishes the tone, the what exactly what red what key and register we're going to be seeing in this gore in you know what i mean john i thought the same that's why i'm telling you everything's so intentional to the point where it's like yeah we're telling you what's going to happen but also Mm -hmm. it's going to be fully kind of unexpected yeah so like uh it may seem just like a it's a a, it's a very tone setting piece and so like the cow's guts and entrails are all over the road oh yeah and they have to and they, we saw we see like the tire of yeah. the van like slowly rolling over it with like the crunchy sounds and the gory sounds, it, foreshadowing for sure, foreshadowing the a very oh, good yes. ending, but also it just like establishes like the the heightened level of gore, the stylized yep. gore of it, and like and it just tells us what we're getting into. Anyway, so they get to the they get to the farmhouse, and uh, where we meet, what was the old guy's name? 
Oh, what was his name? They, uh, Kid Cudi calls him Pops. I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, so let's Pops. just call him Pops. Yeah. So ugly Pops. And they, they note that he's very ugly and he is very ugly. Oh my God. <laughs> it is a, it's a person in prosthetics, obviously. And like, uh, yeah. So they arrive and, uh, they check in with him. It's a tense moment. He's, um, holds them at gunpoint because he forgot who they were. Yeah, he's like brandishing a shotgun, being like, get off my property. Yeah, and he's like, it's not loaded anyway. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, but it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah full of shit. Uh, so he shows them to their bunkhouse where all the magic is going to happen. And he's like, you didn't say over the phone that you were going to bring all these people with you. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I'll he slip them an extra couple of dollars. And, um, yeah. And then he's just like, my wife uh, is also here on the ground. So whatever. Yeah. And so he, he leaves them to it and they immediately start filming a porn. Well, he first, he tells them first off straight up. I don't like any of you. I don't like the way any of you look. Yeah. He ends it on that note after a conversation. He's like, I don't like you guys. Well, Kid, <laughs> Kid Cuddy makes a mention to say, well, I, I did two, I did two, uh, turn. I don't know how they say it. He went to Vietnam as a Marine. He went to Vietnam and he said, I've had a lot of farmers point shotguns at me. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, he's don't. basically saying right there. He's like, I've had a lot of farmers point shotguns at me. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. So they, they come to an understanding of each other. Yeah. Kind of like in the backstory, a little bit of deeper characters that they're both have marine they do. Uh, stuff just in different wars uh so um who's a what's it uh yeah so he he leaves and they start filming the porno between uh, kid cuddy and britney snow and it's the first scene uh that they're filming with these filmmakers and we get that jenna ortega's character who's just holding the boom mic is very intrigued she, by what's going on she is she's not very shocked by what's happening and she kind of likes it. She you can does. Tell you can tell on her face. face. It's very good. It's good. Just facial expression. Yeah. So she's she's just has like these big eyes and she's like soaking it all in like a sponge. Mm -hmm. And uh, she really doesn't say anything. No. But during this moment, during mm -hmm. this very moment, Mia Goth is obviously not filming her scene. So she has gone down to the lake, the pond. Right. Yeah. So she's like, but she's in her costume, which is just. Uh, I love denim it. overalls love with it. nothing underneath. I and that's what she's too. in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. And I loved that. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's so simple. Yeah. She's very naked this whole movie, which I loved. Um, so yeah, she does go to the Lake Placid Lake where it's very murky <laughs> and we see that she's being followed by somebody. Katya. And it is a, <laughs> literally <laughs> Katya. <laughs> it is Katya. And, uh, uh, so, <laughs> Uh, we should reach out to her. Um, so and, uh, anyway, so they, uh, she's being followed by like this gray haired creature. Yes. <laughs> That's all you can really say. <laughs> it's like this white haired creature. Um, and for me, it registered a little too close to home. John, it was real. It was actually really <laughs> creepy though, too. Like it was, it was she's so creeping on me. Creepy, dude. And she's watching her dip her toes in the water, which like so I Mia said, the takes off her clothes. Yeah. Takes off her coveralls, dips her toes and takes a little dive into the water and swims out quite a ways. To and the, this is where Travis would be like, nope, John, not even dipping my toes in when she dipped yeah. her toes in. I truly was like, bitch, get them out. 
Get like, them out of the water. Take your feet out of the water. Like there's got to be a piranha. There's something there's in snake. it. There's always something in the water. <laughs> Things live in murky ass water <laughs> and they can't be savory no. creatures. Um, anyway, so it turns out to be right. There is an alligator afoot or is it a crocodile? It's an alligator, alligator and that bitch is <clears throat> big. It's a it's a giant it alligator. Big. Oh, yeah. When it she, is a giant alligator. Oh can I tell God. you a little side story about an alligator? So sure, yes, yeah, you can. So my my redacted and I, we went down to uh, Georgia, to Mexico. Oh. We went we went on down to Georgia, uh, where we were murdered by an old lady. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, no, like uh, we went to to uh, Cenote in Mexico, and like the first one that we went to was like this clear cave water, pristine, lovely, uh, lovely. And um, which was crazy because like whenever you're above the, the water line, the glare from the sun prevents you from seeing what's underneath. But no. with the goggles, oh. but with but with goggles, you you go under the water and you see this giant fucking cave system no. of, wa- of pristine water okay. and all these creatures fl- floating around. Absolutely. And then not. we went to this other one. <laughs> we went to this other one that was a very murky. No. And we saw a very intimidating uh, crane. Uh, (laughs) dude cranes are actually assholes right no it wasn't a crane it was the 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 larger one of the emus no it was like oh my gosh what do they call them i can't remember but anyway for anyway we pat we were in a canoe we weren't swimming in that water we were in a canoe no that even sounds worse we were paddling around there were like mangroves and everything it was very like swampy and then we see all these people like scuba divers and stuff swimming like in a group like towards us. And we're like, what's going on? They're like, there's a really big alligator over there if you want to see it. But we're going to swim back. And we're like, oh, so we're, so we were like, maybe we should go see it. John. And then we started we started going. John. We started paddling towards it because they said that it, it was like missing a leg. No, like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But then we started, we didn't have like really good control of this boat together paddling. Mm -mm. And we kept running into the side and we're like, you know what? If it starts getting like dicey and we can't control our way out of there, we probably should just turn around and not risk it. So we, so yeah, we like, we almost ran into this giant crane and it was very close and was like given a stink eye. Oh yeah. It was probably making those weird like noises at you. Was it one of those, the ones that has the gargle? Um, yeah, it was it was it stood straight up and down john i know which one you're talking about it was so about. stoic and it was massive i know what anyway, you're talking about sorry so i loved your story but i no hated go. that you tried that <laughs> we tried it <laughs> but i really wanted to but we were getting nervous but anyway so uh mia goth is in this in this pool and then so she is going to swim back to the dock and we see behind her that this fucking crocodile alligator is in hot pursuit of her and, and she it has is, no idea it is fully an aerial view it never changes so it's just getting yeah. worse because you see this alligator closing Gaining the gap on her. and mia goth's <laughs> character has no clue this fucker no clue. is behind her yeah and so terrifying that is a, dude it's a great it's a great visual because that alligator is this old lady who's it been is. watching her it is and she she has no idea either of the two have been watching and that alligator <laughs> just like pearl slowly closing the gap yeah. So, uh, right. And so, um, she, she gets in, she goes back, um, and she, um, but before she gets all the way, uh, all the way back inside, she sees this old lady, Katya. At the, she sees Katya 
white haired old lady named Pearl. She is at, she sees her on the, on the uh, porch of whatever. And so she, Pearl waves her in to her house and she gives me a goth character a lemonade. I wouldn't be drinking that shit. Yeah, so like she's just like this weird old lady, and Mia Goth is just trying to be nice. I honestly and, no, it's not. A, yeah. I'm at that point. It's like, yeah, and she does get to that point. Mia Goth does get to this point where she's like, you know what, you're just too fucking weird. Like, because there's this point where she's like on her way out, and like she's looking at these pictures and like these early versions of Pearl, and they look a lot like Mia Goth because they are played by the same person. And uh, uh, yeah, and then Pearl like creepily like touches her skin Ew, it was very mormon temple wedding yeah it was she and said she was just let like, me Ugh. touch it right here and she goes why did you do that <laughs> yeah she's like what are you you're creepy yeah and so, pearl goes it'll be our little secret and mia's like uh mia got uh, this character's like what secret and leaves yeah. dips yeah she's like fuck you pearl um <laughs> so she goes back and uh it's time for mia goth to film her big scene yep and so it's in the barn and they are not supposed to be filming a porn on the grounds, by the way. No, and, they have um, no clue that this porn is happening. Yeah. So uh, they are they are in the barn and it's a, they this is where the milk comes in. They, yes. It's like she's milking a cow. And uh, so she this is her big star moment and she takes a huge bump of coke right before. Oh, massive. She does a massive like, line. I, I love how in this movie, like they glorify cocaine in this movie because it's like, I don't, I've never done it and whatever, but it's like, nor would I, but it sort of gives me a goth superpowers. If you notice, it which gives, is hilarious to me. I can tell you from personal experience, <laughs> this is no longer something I do, but John, literally, if you do it, your inhibitions are out the window. You could feel almost invincible. Right. So she does it and she feels invincible and like she does these invincible things. But anyway, so she does her scene with Kid Cudi. And while she's like riding it hard and every the crew is just like enthralled by what she's giving. Like, I don't I can't I can't relate to that, but you can tell from the reaction of the other people that it's amazing. Um, So uh, but there's this but Pearl is creeping on the outside of this. Uh, looking in through the windows at the scene being filmed and she is something ignites sparks reignites if you will inside of pearl john she's out there looking like smeagol straight up she's, Gollum. she's like my precious dude really <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, with this sort of reignited sense of youth and and sensuality pearl goes back home and her husband, and she starts doing, she puts on all of her makeup. She puts on blue eyeshadow, just like Mia Goth's character. Yes. And she's just like, Mia Goth has not only looks exactly like me as a, as a younger me, but she's like, they are the same person, basically. Essentially, so like she, yeah. Yeah. And but also played by the same person. Mia Goth is in prosthetics playing Pearl, which is bizarre. John, I'm still shocked that I did not find that out until this morning. She does a really good job. She's fucking incredible, dude. And we don't cuss like, here. And I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It just had to, it had to happen. But uh, yeah, so she's rejected by her husband because of his quote unquote heart condition. But he's like literally just avoiding her because he's not into her anymore. Well, why is um, she into him? Is she, has he looked at himself in the mirror? She just wants to be touched. John, he looks like uh, the hills have eyes. 
Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> Precisely. It is Hills Have like, Eyes vibes all the way. Uh, but so, like, we get into the sadness of Pearl and, like, we feel for her. Like, she just is this aging lady who doesn't feel desirable. But anyway, so she, um, but then we uh, definitely stop feeling bad for Pearl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we definitely stop feeling bad for her. Because uh, that night after like this, this glorious day of shooting porn, they're all like eating sandwiches and uh, drinking and stuff. Brittany Snow, for some reason, sings Landslide. Um, <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm not going to lie. I fully loved. I loved it because and here's why people are probably yeah. like, is she going to sing? And of course they have her singing. She's going to sing. Of course she's, she's going to sing. She's going to sing. She can't be in a role where she doesn't sing. And I love um, that element of it. But what I love about this is it is also character deepening for her because it's like she she could be a star singing. She could choose to be a singer, obviously, but she loves doing porn. She loves sex and she loves showing her titties. She chooses she chooses this as her art form. Which good a, for her. And it's a choice for her. <laughs> and so, um, which I love. Me too. So that's what I got out of that landslide singing motif because they do the whole song. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, so Jenna Ortega's character out of the blue is like, I want to do a scene in this movie. And then her boyfriend, the director, is like, absolutely, totally not. And then everybody's like, why? And he's like, because no. And then she's like, but you just said, uh, blah, blah, blah. Why are you being such a prude now? And then he's like, he starts to have a meltdown. Oh, full meltdown. And so he goes outside and then Wayne intercepts. And like, while they are doing a back and forth of like, uh, so, so Owen, the, or yeah, RJ, the director, he's just like, I, I don't want to do this. And no, because uh, she's a good girl and implies that the other girls are not good girls yep. and they're doing something wrong. And so while they're doing that, we see them steal away to a room. And then by the time they get back into the room, uh, Jenna Ortega is getting made up. She's in her panties that say Sunday on church them. mouse, which, by the way, Sunday church mouse, Sunday church mouse. And she uh, does. And then the her director boyfriend films a scene, a sex scene. Yep. With between his girlfriend and Kid Cudi. Yep. Who has and, a um, ginormous dick. <laughs> yeah. and we, we we catch a silhouette a of glimpse, it too. just a silhouette <laughs> glimpse just a swinging flaccid thing um yeah so anyway so uh the aftermath of that everybody's asleep except the director who's taking like a crying game shower and <laughs> like he's taking a psycho he, shower yeah yes and so he uh freaks the fuck out and decides to leave everyone in the van is it so is it psycho that that's a reference to America. Is it American? Uh, yeah. Psycho? What is it? A psycho. Okay. Alfred Hitchcock. The ref- so like, yeah, yeah. So he, he peels on out of there about to leave, but Pearl is standing in front of the, in his way on the road. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, sorry. And then he's like, he goes to her in the headlights and it's like, do you need help? Blah, blah, blah. And then she starts to try to seduce him, which he pulls away from. And the result is a knife in the neck from Pearl. And so not just he has once this, though. Right. So he has this knife stuck in his neck. He falls down and this is where shit gets really gory. And I know that we're like 15 minutes away from being over, but anyway, I'll let um, you run this, through it. Yeah. So we, uh, we, he's on the ground and then he dies, but Pearl straddles him and then starts to hack away at his neck until it's totally hamburger meat. Also next to decapitation. 
next to decapitation and it's unnecessary. It's incredibly <laughs> violent and blood is going everywhere. And blood is spraying onto the headlights of the van, which saturates the color everything I that it touches it. into red. Yeah. And then and then Pearl does like a demented dance. Yep. And we get a little vibe that maybe she had some kind of a glory day dancer vibe in the past. And she's now she's now feeling her oats. She's feeling young again. And she goes on a murderous rampage. She goes on an absolutely murderous rampage. <laughs> yeah. In cahoots with her husband. So, um, uh, yeah. So she uh, what happens next is what happens next? Jenna or. OK, so here's where we go. Jenna Ortega's character gets up. She's looking for RJ, who is her boyfriend. She's like, RJ, 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 where are you? She runs to the house to find and uh then the husband, Pearl's husband's like, what are you doing right. out here? He's like, come in. She's like, I'm looking for my boyfriend. He says, come in. Um, I'll help you look for him. There's a flashlight downstairs. Go ahead and go downstairs. So Jenna Ortega's character. Also, rule number one. Never go down. Never go downstairs into a basement all alone. Especially. With an old man at the door. Especially with one that looks like that. I don't want to go based off of people's looks, but this guy looks like he wants to kill you. So. She goes downstairs. She finds the light that he says the flashlight. Okay. Yeah. Then she goes back upstairs. She realizes shit. The door is locked. He will not let her out. Now at this moment in time. Okay. Jenna Ortega is about to pull is about to pull on um, the light fixture to turn the light on. Well, simultaneously at this point, Wayne is now in the barn looking for RJ. Right. They're all looking for RJ. So Wayne and the girlfriend are looking for RJ. But Wayne accidentally steps on a nail. Yes, he does. And also, can we just say Wayne is doing all of this acting? It's a whole sequence of Wayne uh, just in like a very tiny underwear. Tiniest underwear. And his body is smoking. I appreciated it. So did I. His body was smoking. So he steps on a piece of wood with a nail in it and he's freaking out because he's like, I'm going to get tetanus, which, by the way, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, he's getting lockjaw. I said, he's done. He's two seconds away from lockjaw and that's he's in the wrong industry for the lockjaw, by the way. Exactly. Because sometimes you got (laughs) to, you know what I mean? So So you need to unhinge it. (laughs) You have to unhinge it and you can't with lockjaw. Yeah. In the porn industry. Sorry. Yeah. So now he's like, what is this? And he sees some holes on the other side of the barn. And he's like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's weird. There's light coming through that. So he goes to those holes and he decides to put his face next to it, which. In horror movies. Huge mistake. You know, that's, that's spelling trouble. Honestly, that's a huge mistake, which is where John, one of the lines in the movie comes into play. Interesting. After the first scene, Brittany Snow and Kid Cuddy, he walks out and he makes the director grab him. He says, Phil, how hard my dick is. He was like, <gasps> he goes, people's, he said, people's eyeballs are going to pop out when they see oh, this movie. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, this is where his is. foreshadowing comes in. Wayne looks through those holes and guess what? Next thing you know, what are those things called? The um, uh, pitchfork. Pitchfork goes right into his fucking face, pulls his eyeballs out. Oh, that's amazing. Wayne Good is catch, done by the for. Way. Wayne Good. is finished. Did you immediately realize that that was happening? Yep, as a, I certainly okay. did. Good I remember because I was thinking you always have to listen. And yeah. Because after Cabin in the Woods, John, and they flipped the script on all horror movies, I was like, people <laughs> right. are going to have to do something different. 
So yeah, for sure. I was listening for it. So anyway, done. Wayne's done. Okay. Wayne's done. And at uh, this RJ's moment, done. Jenna the body or- count is increasing. Jenna Ortega yeah. has pulled the light switch at the same time Wayne dies. Yes. She goes downstairs and she sees a guy naked, chained up, bruised. I'm pretty sure he's dead. But guess what? That's the is guy the on the milk person? carton. I was wondering who the fuck that was. I was just like, I was like, who is this guy on also, the milk carton? Also, I love, can we just talk about like the dichotomy or the, uh, the intersection of, of, um, of sex and violence in horror movies and how I absolutely love that intersection. John, it's great. Because like, not only is he a, a I mean, this is just getting, giving you a peek into my personality, which is like, uh, he is, he is uh, this dead body that she finds in the basement is hanging from a hook basically and is completely naked uh, trousers around his ankles and like uh and and full full frontal nudity of a man and like totally disgusting and bloody and i'm just like i love like sultry violence <laughs> in horror movies <laughs> like it's just gore and and sex is like it's it has to be there in in horror film, like it's always there. In it's, horror it films. is. It's it and comes from the 70s. This shit was prominent in the 70s and the 80s. Yes. And that's what I strive to do whenever I'm writing a horror film. It's more subtle than that, but it's still there. I love like, a good campy slasher. It right, just it, it works. Yeah. Like and uh, just like in the look, like whenever I'm writing a creature, it's usually um, sort of like BDSM related. Yeah. And it's it's queer related, queer adjacent or queer referencing in the look of it. And like if it's like has a leathery look, it's usually like a shiny leather bondage feel. Um, I just wrote like a slasher movie where the 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 slasher killer, like um, in my mind, looks very <laughs> looks very like queer and like um like sort of like a dom sub situation i'm cool with that yeah and like he has like a, a roach face as, <laughs> as a mask it's <laughs> a long story <laughs> but think but but it's sort of evocative of like um who's that in, in silent hill that the, the movie version yes. the butcher yes like that 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 whole look is very queer to me it is actually kind of yeah and so anyway Back to oh. it. Love that cross section of sex and violence. Love it. That's how, and that's how this movie. I was so happy that it. This yeah. is how it was. That intersectionality. It's like you shouldn't be turned. You shouldn't be turned on by by that, but you are. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> you're like, hold up. So Jenna Ortega sees this body, and she's like, shit, I gotta get the hell out of here. So at this point, yeah. <laughs> at this point, she is rummaging around looking for a way out because she's locked in the cellar now. Mm-hmm. Katya's husband has now rolled down and is looking for his wife. So, so he says, so yes, who comes to the door is kid. Cuddy comes to the door whenever, um, pops shows up and he's like fully nude, fully nude. And this is where you see the massive dog. Yeah, I it's, fully appreciate kid Cuddy in this movie as well. Oh, it's so he's such a good character. So, I love his music. Love what's between his legs even more. Yep. In this movie, you can see it. It's <laughs> almost to the ground. So, he says, let me go put my underwear on. I'll help you find your wife. So they go searching around the pond because Pops is like, hey, if she falls in, that gator's going to get her. So yeah. then and, and guess what? Guess what? And she didn't fall in. And <laughs> yeah. neither did the husband who tricked Kid Cuddy with his yes. flashlight. 
Kid Cudi thinks he has fallen in. His name is Jackson. Jackson thinks that Pops has fallen into the water and he turns around to Pops pointing a shotgun at him, which here is where your reference comes in. You're foreshadowing when he says, I've had a lot of farmers point their guns at me. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Boom. Jackson's dead. Yep. And that's that's not Pearl. That's the husband. The husband did this. They couldn't find Pearl. Yeah. So Pearl, guess where Pearl, guess where Pearl is. She's having a little nap next to Mia Goth. <laughs> She's having the creepiest of naps. On it's so next to gross. Sleeping, next to sleeping Mia Goth, who is unaware. She's, she's like dead to the world, asleep, middle of the night. And Pearl takes off all of her clothes and creeps into bed beside her and starts rubbing her bloody hands all over Mia Goth's oh, body. So sick, And it dude. is so gross. It's like really disturbing. It, like I was watching that and I was just like, I am I experiencing trauma while watching a movie? John, it was yes. grossing me out actually really bad. I was like, this is sick, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, and I was like, good for them for going there. And like, um, but anyway, so she but Pearl ends up what what brings Pearl out of that bed out of that bedroom? So what happens is Mia Goth rolls over, notices Pearl. <laughs> Is next to her and not her boyfriend. Oh, right. And then she screams, waking up Brittany Snow. Brittany Snow is straight up like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, she like she like opens the door and Pearl of fully nude is like shuffling out of Dude, there she really does. quickly. Speaking of roaches, <laughs> it's like the light turned on and she shuffled she right up. She's skittering. John, she does skitter out of there. That's a perfect yeah. word. Right. And because she's like some old lady, like Britney Snow's like, what the fuck? And goes checks on like Mia Goth and she's like has blood on her. And she's like, she was in my room. She was in my bed. She was rubbing me with her bloody hands. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, oh, crap. And so uh, they go out. to. So Britney Snow goes out. Gets her and, robe on for sure. Yeah. Gets her robe on and goes out and finds Pearl on the dock fully nude and she's like oh poor little old lady i'm sorry like let me help you you're just old she said my grandma forgets sometimes too yeah and then pearl throws major shade at britney she Snow slaps and her then, yeah and then she's like you know what you old bitch why don't you just stay out here and die and then she uh before britney snow can leave um pearl shoves her into the water Pearl pushes her right into the water and then right after calls Brittany Snow a bitch while she's floating in the water and a gator immediately grabs her head. Brittany Snow. (laughs) By the head. Right by the head, John. When that thing comes out and snatches her by the head. Murdered by alligator. It was so violent, though. And I was like, yeah. Because it just kept going. And you're like, let it stop. Like, And you can hear Brittany Snow like gurgle and scream in the water. So it's like she's being eaten alive and drowned. While Pearl is standing there <laughs> watching it happen. Yeah. And that is and where then, the alligator comes in to play yeah. when you see Brittany Snow's character for the first time walking out of the strip, strip yeah, club. I didn't notice that, but yeah, very cool. So there you go. Foreshadow everything and button up, pay off everything. In a it it movie. all pays out. Like, gotta do it. So, anyway, um, so uh, Pearl finishes off her murder. So, who's we only have one, we have a final girl at this point. We which have is Mia two Goth. final girls. Oh, right. And so, there, there was this push and pull between like who's gonna be the final girl throughout the entire movie. You're like, is it gonna be Jenna Ortega or is it gonna be Mia Goth? And turns out, 
that's it's going to be Mia Goth. That's not Jenna Ortega. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Mia Goth uh, goes to the main house and discovers um, Jenna Ortega trying to hatchet her way out of from the basement door. She's already tried to. She got her hand smashed by the husband. Remember? Oh, that's right. Which was I so brutal, that. dude. Right. So there's this there's this there's this moment where Jenna Ortega she hatchets it's through. It's very here's shiny, Johnny. It's very shining style yep. on purpose. Uh, so she, she reaches through to unlock the door and her fingers get mangled. Oh God, the bones were sticking out of her hands. Yeah. So like the husband like bashes her fucking, her fingers and cuts them all up. And she's like screaming for help with these mangled ass fingers. And I love it. Oh God, it was bad. But that's maim your characters in horror films. That happens. That happens before he goes and kills Kid Cudi for a time reference. So now... Mia Goth is in the house and the door has been split and Jen has been screaming in there with her bloody fingers for who knows how long. Right. And so Mia Goth frees her from the basement and Jenna Ortega has lost her marbles. She's like, I am not sticking around here. She's like, you got to be quiet, girl. And then she's like, no, blah, blah, blah. And then she like she Jenna Ortega runs out the front door immediately shot in the head by a shotgun. Fucking half her face is blasted off. Immediately. So our final girl is Mia Goth, and she uh, has this face off. Uh, oh, we know what happens is she does have a face yeah. off, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the old man is uh, is dragging in Jenna Ortega's body back into the house with Pearl. Pearl is now there, assisting uh, in the assisting, and she and so Jenna Ortega has like a spasm of a gasp because she's not quite dead yet. <laughs> Her face is awful, dude. Right, and it spooks. You can see all of her teeth and skull. Dude, it's insane. (laughs) So she, like, her little death rattle, like, spooks the husband to the point where he actually dies of a heart attack. Yeah, he talks about his bad heart throughout, and it kills him, and I loved that. I was like, good. Yeah, so anyway, so uh, he dies. Pearl's real sad about it, but Pearl takes up the shotgun and is going to fire um, and is going to shoot Mia Goth, who's also holding a pistol at her that she got from the van. Yep. But so, uh, yeah, so Mia Goth pulls the trigger. It's not it's not actually not a loaded gun. (laughs) And then Pearl, she she pulls the trigger on the shotgun, which blasts her out the door. Dude, the The recoil launched her so (laughs) far out the door. This frail old lady. (laughs) John, it's very blast through the screen door. It reminded me of gremlins when the old lady gets launched through the window. (laughs) Do you remember when they launch her from the wheelchair thing on the stairs? It's completely ridiculous. It's like, it's hilarious. It's and Mia Goth manages to like duck out of the spray of the, the BBs from the, the shotgun. And, and then, um, but also the, Oh, the, the pastor is playing on the TV at this point. Yes, it is. Yes, and he says, now that's what I call divine intervention. John, I loved it. <laughs> it's so because crazy. It's also, it's also like uh, poking fun and also very self-aware of an ending like that, which yep. they call deus ex machina, which is an act of God to uh, save the day. And it's not an act of choice of the protagonist to resolve the issue. It's a deus ex machina, which means act of God divine intervention which is really cool it's calling itself out as a movie which i thought was funny yeah it's great Um, yeah so like uh and then mia goss she goes over to uh, so she's on her way out of the house and then what do we see on screen uh what we see on screen is 
of the television that's playing with the, the television playing with the pastor and the televangelist is like in the beginning of the movie, he talks about how his daughter has been taken by sex and all of this. And at the very end of the movie, he says, my daughter's name is, and her character is, what is it? Minx? Um, uh, yeah. Um, but he shows an actual picture shows of a her picture of Mia Goth. So she, yeah. So Mia Goth is this runaway pastor's daughter, famous pastor's daughter famous pastor's daughter so like she and she says things like i will not she says things she says like these affirmations to herself yes. which she picked up from her dad which is like i will not accept a a life less than what yep. i deserve yep and his congregation literally says that yeah which is nuts. And so yeah so she um she gets into the van and she sees pearl lying on the ground she's in the truck remember the van had the knife oh, right, stuck right. in it pearl screwed that right. up for everyone Right. So she's in this old truck and then she sees Pearl um, in the in the side view mirror and she decides to back over her head. But first she sees Pearl on the <laughs> ground and Pearl's like, help me. She's like, oh, um, right. no. She's like, by the way, no. And so yeah. that's when she gets in the truck. She's about to drive away. And then you see the light bulb switch in Mia's character's head. And she goes, I have to kill her. She's got to die. <laughs> Yeah. So she so, backs over Pearl's head and this gets very gory. And this is the foreshadowing for the guts on the tire, the guts and the blood yeah. on the tire, because it crunches Pearl's head to the point of just it obliterates it. Yeah. And like the top of her skull with like all of her like uh, thinning. Uh, oh, dude. Her, yeah. Her fucking what? Yeah. Strands. Yeah. I was having a meeting with them with a. A producer friend a, a few weeks ago and he was like you have to see x like it's amazing and john i'm so glad we finally did i've been waiting yeah and like i was like i was like yeah we gotta do it and so um but he was like he was like but it gets he was like uh, was warning me he was like it gets very gory and i'm like have you met me before? like does it matter like, also <laughs> her hair reminds me of that uh, of that old woman in the shower she looks like faculty yes. in the faculty yes yes so we also probably should watch the faculty anyway. So it's like he was like, but he prefaced it. He was like, he was like, there's an ending moment that's just going to like make you want to look away because it's like so gut wrenching. Like it, it made me want to vomit. It didn't make me want to look away. It, 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 I know. Right. So I watched it. I was like waiting for that moment that I was like warned about. And I was like, all of this is very palatable to me. Yeah. Like it all was. Yeah. In my uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but horror script. I should send that to you, by the way. You should actually go ahead and do that because I finished it. But it's do, like, oh, yeah, I have I have I have this moment where like one of the shrunken kids gets caught in a glue trap oh. and like <laughs> he, while while the slasher is like looming behind him and he tries to get away by pulling up his like arms and limbs that are stuck and like the skin starts to rip off and like his face and he starts to pull up his face and his face skin starts to rip off oh. and it's like very gory Wait, and i i never know how far is too far no it's not far enough but it gives me ghost in the shell do you remember when <gasps> yeah. she's pulling that thing and all of her body and shit starts coming apart yeah that's ghost yes, in the yes. shell and i love that yes me too oh, i love ghost in the shell that's really good <laughs> not scarlett johansson version that's crazy wait did you ever watch the Scarlett Johansson Ghost in the Shell? It's awful. John, I actually really liked it. Do you really love it? Yes. No. The creator wanted Scarlett Johansson in that movie. I know, but Scarlett, Scar Jo should not be in that movie. Yeah, but here, okay, that's for another day. We're going to discuss day. this for another day, but I have my opinions and they might not be what everyone believes. 
Yeah. But my opinion is not the same as yours. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I had high hopes for that movie. Anyway, so, uh, so Mia Goth, she rides off into the sunset as the final girl yep. and, um, and survives to live another day. Yep. And then we come full circle and you see all the sheriffs there. And we've mm-hmm. all gotten to the point where we see how the bodies got where they got and how everyone yes. died the way they did. Right. And so now we have to watch Pearl whenever that shit comes John, out. John, it's this month and I'm absolutely going. I Is will it be. Is theatrical? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I have to wait. I Why? can't go to theaters yet. Oh, shit. I'll wait. I'm going to wait. Okay. You and I All are right. going to watch it together. I will wait with you because we can't. A, you can't. don't have to wait. No, John. You don't have to wait. No, and here's the thing. I'm going to wait because I want to be surprised when you're surprised. Okay, cool. So needless to say, Travis and I think X was an amazing movie. I thought it was fantastic, dude. I thought it, it's a it's refreshing genre horror slasher movie. It's got good comedy in it when the comedy happens. Good comedy, which it always has to be, is very self-aware. And also it's making references to movies you've seen before. But it's not pretending like it's its own idea at all. No, but it's paying homage to these a tradition of horror film of of the 70s, which is why Scream works, too, because Scream follows the same format. But it also listen, it's been a long time since we've had a great horror franchise. The fact that they, like you said, are franchising this. Yes, that was very surprising to me because just watching this at face value, I wouldn't have expected that they had a thought out franchise uh, especially when they filmed it secretly side by side yeah which i think is really hard to do because you need financing for that to happen which means they <laughs> had the money and they already knew that what x was going to be yeah they were plotting out um they were plotting out a franchise before they even shot this film i am convinced i but um i really fully give me your thoughts i feel like i've been talking this whole time give me you your haven't thoughts. we've both been going back and forth because i think we're very excited about like a horror movie that actually makes and is good and like is good. i i have lost faith in a lot of horror movies especially on the supernatural vein of things because i'm like they are just like pg pg-13 movies that that skirt the line between uplifting and dark and there's a hesitance to go very dark and brutal in horror films because of they want to sell tickets to a a big broad market. But what they don't understand whenever a producer gets into wanting to finance a horror film, they, they get very gun shy whenever it comes to gore, darkness, nudity, um, nudity, um, like children in peril is a note that I get a lot, which is like, who care. Children are in peril. Can we all just at the same time, we have to recognize like children, children deal with adult issues on a daily basis. It's not something that people should shy away from. It's not like yeah. we're not out here saying, yes, this should happen. But guess what? It does. Unfortunately. Yeah. Children die every day. It huh. happens. We have to accept it. Reality yeah. is reality. <laughs> So it's like you and I I love this horror movie because the theme of it, of like this old lady trying to reconnect with her past and former glory, like in in seeing Mia Goth, who reminds her of her younger self, like there's a very and like there's a there's great themes of um, like conservatism versus um, freedom, basically, Mm -hmm. like freedom to be you. Yeah. And just like doing things that are against the grain. And so there, there's a dueling banjos between like 
old, the old versus new. And uh, so, yeah, so love that theme. It plays on different levels throughout and a horror, a good horror movie has a good theme. And I will say this before. Okay, before I'm going to say this before I give my rating, which obviously is going to be very high. Yeah. My favorite part about this movie, aside from all the acting, which was fucking fantastic. Great acting. Great acting. Great cast. I will say I loved that the farmer's daughter, the porn that they're filming it tells the story of everything that's going to happen before it all plays out. So if you notice, whenever Brittany Snow's character is talking at one point while they're filming the porn, she says, we better hope daddy don't show up. Daddy ain't going to be happy if he finds out any of this is happening. And this is in the film (laughs) while everything's playing out in real life behind it. This fictional story they're telling within the porn is playing out the events that are going to turn the movie. And it all yes. happens and before. I'm, I really appreciated this um, sequence um, in the movie where Pearl is Pearl is basically trying to seduce Mia Goth for the first time while she's serving her lemonade. Meanwhile, we keep cutting back to the porn that's being filmed, like uh, where Brittany Snow is the farmer's daughter trying to seduce Kid Cuddy, who's like a With stranger lemonade. who needs a ride back into town, but daddy's not home. So she's like with she's pouring lemonade for Kid Cudi and they're sitting like in the exact same positions between the two scenes. And like, I thought that was amazing because Brittany Snow is is uh, saying out loud her intention of what she wants to like. You're really getting it very explicitly, like what she intends to do with Kid Cudi. But then you cut back to Pearl and Mia Goth in this real world situation and you're getting nothing from Pearl, but you're getting you're getting Pearl's intention yep. from the cutaway to Britney Snow. Which is why I love the cutaway between the porn and the story happening, because you have this fantasy mm-hmm. and you have the true elements, but they're all yeah. intertwined. Yeah, it's incredible. So. It's it's really great filmmaking. And like Ty West, I'm like, I'm good for you. Honestly, and this is like one of those movies. This is what I. OK, so we'll get into critics reviews and everything like that, but. Horror movies will never, ever, for some reason, be like winning an Oscar unless it's like Get Out. You know what I mean? Which is so lame. Like, I loved Get Out and it deserved its awards and accolades, obviously. But with but with something like X, where there's like explicit sex, uh, male full frontal nudity on several occasions, the themes of it. And the gore of it is going to prevent it from getting nominated for Oscars, but I would honestly love it John, if this movie was nominated for an Oscar. Me too. I know. We're, <laughs> because, oh, it's like, it's, it's just, it's so good. Like the, the writing is great. The act, the performances are high quality. Um, the storytelling and the screenwriting is, is, is simple and exceptional at the same time. Yep. And that's all we need. And, yeah. Um, I'm giving uh, this nine. I want to get. I'm. I don't think I'm. Wait, ever out of how many? Out of how many? Cum um, towels. Out of how many cum towels thrown at Jenna Ortega? Will you give this <laughs> out of ten? I'm absolutely, John. I want to <laughs> give it a ten, but I'm not going to because I don't yeah. think it's perfect. But I'm going right. to give it a nine. I'm. Yeah, I would have to agree with I'm you. I'm giving it's, it a nine. Like it's a. It's like a nine. It's a nine for me. Like because. Uh, you you know that I'm very passionate oh, about yes. horror films. Yes, yes. And this was one of those experiences where I was like, yes, reference all those things that I love and then give me something extra. Yep. And give me a, a slasher villain that I haven't seen before. 
and not and she's not, and Pearl isn't just like some decrepit old lady who has a chip on her shoulder. She has there's something wrong with her. There's something wrong with her, but also they keep breadcrumbing this past that she's had. Yep. Which they pay off with a sequel or a prequel, which I can't wait for us to see it. Yeah. And it's played by Mia Goss. So we get to see her again, which, by the way, um, the fact <laughs> that this movie literally could change every opinion about these people I didn't know. But before Brittany Snow, I, yeah. I can't I really want her to continue down this road of doing weird like, and this isn't weird, but in the sense, it's like this very artsy. It's weird for her. It's yeah, weird like, for her. It's an art house film that did very well. Like, um, but it also has like the the stamp of A24. Do you know what I mean? I do. Like, so A24, like they, they really crowd around the projects that they do and make it specific to A24. It's very specifically A24, but slasher. John, you know what I mean? This movie is meta in the sense that they created a porn that was artsy. <laughs> right. And so they made a they made a they made a, a slasher horror film that was artsy. And they did it exactly. They did exactly <laughs> what they meant to do. And I. Yeah. I'm so I love impressed. the self-awareness. I'm love actually. Self-awareness. Yeah. What, so you're going to give it nine? So the critics. I'm going to give it a nine as well. And I think the critics did as well, because on RottenTomatoes.com.org.uk, it, get, it gets a 94 percent tomatometer. Nice. But only a 75% audience score. Drama. What? The but audience doesn't. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry agreeing with the it. audience this time. But I feel like you definitely lose your audience with the amount of gore because it turns people off. And I love that. John, it's a slasher. I love it. What do they expect would, from a slasher? <laughs> I know. My manager gave me notes on my on my slasher film and he was like, a ton, like dial back the gore about like maybe like 25 percent no and i'm like i'm absolute because he gave me that i'm gonna go harder don't please like, oh that's yeah. i don't go to I watch this movie i know right you gotta go gory that's what they're all about but anyway the critics consensus on rotten tomatoes is a fresh spin on the classic slasher formula x marks the spot where ty west gets resoundingly back to his horror roots i love this oh yeah, and the audience says X isn't very isn't every horror fan's idea of a good time, but it's often unique and never boring. So I agree with the critics on this one. Me too. I'm with the critics. Yeah. Who played that old man? Honestly, I didn't. That, that, that's a person in prosthetics. Yeah, I don't know who that was, but that one tooth in the front, I was like, girl, brush it. Yeah. I'm like, brush that tooth. here. Crypt Keeper, fucking Poltergeist 2 in the rain. It said, looking like a piece of candy corn hanging out the front of my face. Yeah. Like, you're all gonna die in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it's definitely giving Katya in a weird silicone mask vibes. I'm here for it. Yeah. So but I loved it. We are definitely over time, but I feel like this is the X special. This is the X special and I'm fine with this being <laughs> over time because dude, sometimes we have to go over. Yeah. It's but, um, I loved it. Me too. I loved it. I loved it. I absolutely can't wait for Pearl. Yeah. So when does that come out? September 15th. It hits theaters. If Ooh, I'm not it's right around, that's 10 days away. Yep. I'm, we're going to watch this as soon as it comes out. Also, I want to propose this to you before we close out. How would you feel about October being all horror 
Ooh, yes. October. October horror month. We're going to do horror month. But we might just start with Hocus Pocus 2. Ooh. When does that come out? End of September. Oh, perfect timing. John, we can watch the new Hocus Pocus, which can... And we can talk about the first time that we watched Hocus Pocus as children and how you felt about it. And was it your gay awakening? John, I knew then. And I knew every every October (laughs) that I put that bitch in and watched it. Throughout October, I was like, every single day, I was like, I'm getting gayer. Yeah. It's happening. Hocus Pocus made us gay. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, everyone, we love the movie. We highly recommend X. Please watch it. There's so much more that we left out, but it's so worth it. Yeah, we didn't spoil everything for you. The experience is in just watching this you movie. You see in the beginning, we didn't spoil that these people are going to die. You see in the very beginning they're going to die and you get yeah. to find out how it happens. So Yeah, so watch it, experience it. It's great. Enjoy Worth the your ride. Time. Also, if you have a movie you want John and I to watch, please yes. email us at meangirlsinterrupted at gmail.com. It's in the description box. Anywhere you get your podcasts, just copy and paste it. Send us something. Uh, yeah. Also, rate, review, comment, subscribe, auto-download. The downloads is where it's at. Yes, we love the downloads. We also want the comments. The reviews help us, too. The reviews help us move up. Australia. We're we're, we're, we're up against that algorithm, as everybody is right now. Australia, listen, we're in the top 100. We want to be in the top 10. Yeah. Can you? The United States is not happening for us. The United States is very picky. So it's not happening for us. So we will take the other side of the world. We need a continent Get of it. some kind. And yours is huge. Yours is huge. Listen, you, we're big in our Antarctica as well. You gave us Margot Robbie. You gave us Heath Ledger. Hugh Jackman. We're going to give still you. still hasn't come out of the closet. <laughs> you gave us the incomparable um, Nicole Kidman. Oh, Nicole Kidman, that body is tight. By the way, I almost bought a pair of diesel sneakers the other day just because of, because her, of her. <laughs> her campaign with diesel. I swear to God, John, she Dude, looks so she's, hot. Uh, she's still got it. I saw those pictures and I was like, what are we doing? Like just body these days? John, I'm not it's kidding. Just, I had the shoes in my cart. Have you seen her body? That's <laughs> the same body, but it's like Nicole Kidman's body and killing of a sacred deer. Uh, with I have not watched that. Oh, she has a very kinky sensual oh, scene. Okay, I'm gonna watch that movie. And she she has this fetish where she just lies there like she's dead. Oh, well, I'm watching that and movie and doesn't move while Colin Farrell's doing his thing. Oh, I saw his dick in a porn once. Me too. Yeah, don't you remember when it leaked? Anyway, sorry, everyone, we digress. <laughs> in what way, <laughs> John? Wait, that was oh. really good. Bye. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> well, let's roll the credits. Oh, we're, oh, John. First, you have to tell me, are you going to see me at the movies? Oh, well, I'm going to see you at the movies. Uh, Roll the credits. Dried up, dusty bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.